just a few fellas on a podcast Ripping in the picture jokes and sharing some laughs Or I'm lying in the bedroom of Jerry Bernstein Ooh, they want to know if it's something is it anything Often featuring Lady Corbin. Happy March, everyone! Yeah! Hey. <laughs> Finally, someone said it. Thank you. Here's here's giving me my 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 opener bit. Uh, I was going to say happy happy March first, everybody. The time of year when those of us with regular depression have to say a solemn goodbye to those of us with only seasonal depression. Mm. <laughs> it's been great having you with us. <laughs> and just enjoy the world. I'll see you in November. Enjoy the uh, next three seasons. <laughs> Now that we're live to the world, how are our levels? Mm-hmm. They sound pretty good to me. That's what do you think? They jingled some bills. So <laughs> that means good. <laughs> I thought that meant emergency. Isn't that what that means? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that emergency. Oh, One of the cats is choking, but I did uh, CPR. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> oh, that's great. There's a lot of flailing when I do CPR. <laughs> Does C stand for cat? Cat person. <laughs> Resuscitation. Cat, cat person mm-hmm. resuscitation. How's everybody doing? Uh, We're doing. Lady and I set the whole apartment up. We've been stockpiling wood and just like decorations. We have all these plans for when we let the cats out to the rest of the apartment because we want to make it perfect for them. I've installed these this catwalk and these shelves and try to get make it the right height. I've stapled pieces of old carpet to it so they can grip on it and feel more comfortable on it. But we were waiting to take them to the vet because sometimes the vet will be like, oh, you want to keep them in one room together for, you know, while they're on this medication or whatever. So we were like, we'll wait until after that. And then we did it. And basically we set up the whole apartment just to find out that we're going to have to keep them in here another week because it is so traumatizing to give them the medication, uh, one of the cats, the medication that it's going to just overwhelm them if we give them the rest of the apartment as well as also twice a day, I'm going to corner you, put you in a cat carrier, dump you in a tub, wrap you in a paper towel while you are fighting your heart out and then mm-hmm. force ointment into your eyes. I got to say, the tub feels like an unnecessary step for eye ointments. Oh, I believe us. We tried to do it in the room. He would run away to the other corner and he's so strong. At one point, Brett like caught him to wrap him in the towel so that I could apply the ointment. This strong cat with his muscly hands just clawed his way out. Cats are just like, they're like very flexible and they, they have like hollow bones so they can just like turn into like a, a slithery thing and then go back to being strong. So, so the only solution was to wet the cats beforehand? No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Even though this is a fairly small room, it's still, there's lots of places that the cat can run out and get away to. And that's actually more terrifying for the cat, we've discovered. When Smush stared at me and just started shitting. Power move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was when we almost were like, I guess he's just going to have an eye infection because I don't know if we could do this. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been hours and hours yesterday. He's pretty good at going into his carrier. And I have, instead of just a shower curtain, I actually have shower doors. So if we can get him into his carrier, dump him out into there um, mm. and then have the doors closed, I, he, he knows there's no way out and I can cover him in the towel, wrap him up like a burrito. So just his eyes out and, uh, and then we can apply the ointment to his eyes. Um, mm. but I it see. is uh, tough. It's not even eye drops. It's like a ointment. So we have to hold his eye open and ah! put ointment in and then smush and his rub eye it in. It's yeah. terrible. Oh, no. And when the, when the vet gave it to us, he was like, yeah, you're going to have to give him ointment twice a day. Bye. He didn't like Give us any instruction beyond that. He said it like it would be so easy. It's not even an eye drop. And it is the worst thing ever because our cats just hate us now. See, what I understood is you said like dumping them in the tub or something like that. And that felt to me like the tub was full of water. So you're just like (laughs) putting them in the carrier, carrier in the water, like a drowning simulation. Well, the only way that we can get the cops to calm down is if we waterboard it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. obviously. That's, that's where you get the good information. That's the <laughs> same justification they used at Gitmo. You know? <laughs> there was this uh, story that Louis C.K. I think was on like Conan one time and he was telling canceled? a story about canceled. <laughs> and he had a dog that accidentally ate chocolate and he had to try to like do the thing. He's like, I have to just pour like poison in his face, in his mouth and whatever. And he's like, so I go to the thing and I am just like holding him and I'm just pouring and he's just like... <laughs> He's like doing that. I mean, I tried again. He's like, I thought I was pretty clear earlier. I didn't like that. And then, <laughs> and then he puts it. He's like, I finally get it all down. 
And he just, the dog looks at me. He's like, I don't know what happened to you, but this thing we got going on, that's over. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like the funniest thing. That that feeling of just like, oh God, this animal just will never trust me again. Why why would it? Trader Joe's sells these things called pound plus chocolate bars. It's a pound of chocolate. And I got dark chocolates for my mom because it was supposed to be, you know, healthier chocolate. And my dog ate three-fourths of it, which, as you know, is uh, it's pretty toxic for dogs to have a little bit of dark chocolate. So it was we basically it was like we, we caught her after like pretty immediately after she ate it. But it was like we need to get her to throw this up or we have to take her to a 24-hour animal hospital 45 minutes away. I was like forcing hydrogen peroxide down her throat and she's just you know, doing the same. She's fighting me the whole way and just, and just nothing. And she, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm getting this in. I think I am, but it's just like, it's just, it feels like, I don't know. It just feels so wrong. It feels like you're ripping out your own nerves. Just like, I love you. <laughs> this whole relationship is just love. And now you just think that I have turned into a psychopath. And it's so, it's so sad. <laughs> My dad finally is like, okay, we got to take her to the hospital. He puts her in the car and she just throws up dark chocolate everywhere, like 10 minutes into the ride (laughs) and like ruins the the seats. You know, have you ever felt like you had the opposite experience where like the animal kind of does get it and you go, oh, understood. (laughs) I've I've had that experience too, where like, you know, it's like a thorn or some kind of thing. I was like, what are you doing out? And then afterwards, like, oh, I get it. Thanks. Oh, no, there's that incredible video of that whale that's caught up in fishnet. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but these fishers are like, oh, this whale is like, it's like, it's got one fin completely wrapped around itself. And then for like 15 minutes, these, these people are just like trying to get the whale and it's like, it's dying clearly. And they're just cutting and cutting and like cutting this, this rope and trying to not hurt the whale. And also like, it's, it's a, it's a whale. It's, it's huge. It's like, it's scary. They're just in this tiny boat. And eventually they, they get it free and it follows them for 15 minutes, just breaching, like showing how happy it is. Oh, and it's just like so such cool. an incredible video. I like it better when they free the trapped deer and the trapped deer's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of happened when um, the mama goat that we had when I was younger, she got pregnant and she was giving birth. And uh, one of the babies got like stuck. His arm was like kind of wrapped around. So he wasn't coming out. And my mom had to like pull this little baby goat out of the mama. And afterwards, the mom gave my mom this look of hatred. Like, what the fuck were you doing? So the next time she got pregnant, we were certain that she had her kids when we were out of the house and wouldn't be able to help her on purpose. We were certain <laughs> it was a spite. I'm pushing my pussy, you weirdos. Jesus. <laughs> was that the, the one that had trouble coming out? Was that the one that you hated? Mm-hmm. Oh, so maybe the mom was like, that one wasn't supposed to make it. <laughs> <laughs> like the goat version of Damien, right? From uh, The Omen? Anybody? It's a deep cut. <laughs> I loved back. it. I loved I it. I never saw the I never like, saw it. Excellent, excellent, uh, Jared. I yep. think it's funny that, like, I have no idea if any of this stuff is accurate. Like, like this sort of, like, obviously human uh, animals have, you know, some version of emotions that, you know, are like, can link up with our versions of emotions. Uh, but I wonder sometimes if we're like anthropomorphizing the animals too much. I'm like, oh, oh he, yeah, he understands that this, I'm like, does, is that what I'm picking up on? <laughs> I don't really 100% know, but I like to think that I do. Mm-hmm. I also, just thinking about that as an extension of that, also, it would be fun to think that like the book Animal Farm, like none of that happened. The farmers is like, oh, they're being communists. That's so cute. <laughs> Look at that. The pigs are being commies. That's <laughs> I, I feel How like, adorable. Uh, the horse is, uh, is being an exploited laborer. <laughs> I feel like emotions in general are just, they're quick access stored information. So it's, so you can make snap decisions. And, and I think animals are running on emotions actually a little bit more. It's more instinct. It's more, it's way less thinking about it. So I think that the reason an animal probably from an evolutionary standpoint can, you know, have Take a, a shot. have a little trauma to it and then be thankful is because there's probably something programmed in like oh there was pain and then there's pleasure then then there's relief and i can i can understand that that came from somebody helping me 
Yeah, yeah, that reminds me of how if you want to sell a pilot to HBO, uh, not a lot of people know this, but God damn it. take a shot. Take a shot. <laughs> take a shot. I love, we should have a, like a separate section called evolutionary biology with, with Brett Drew. Ooh, <laughs> I love that. That'd be really fun. Right after the hot button issue. Hot button. <laughs> hot button. We got Rob the hot Ryan. button with Rob Ryan and the hot bucket with Lady Corbin. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> here. And the hot <laughs> biological evolution. <laughs> with Brett Drug. Oh my God. Who's in the bucket today with Leedy? Speaking of uh, the sort of, I don't know if you want to anthropomorphize animals or say that they have this deeper understanding, but when we were taking care of Kirsten's dog, Boca, I always wake up a lot earlier than Kirsten. So with the morning routine would be, I would wake up, I would take out Boca, I would come back and then I would hang out on the couch and like, you know, play with my phone, read, do some work, you know, blah, blah, blah. So the dog associated me with the couch. So when I was on the road, there were a couple of times when I would call and Kirsten would put me on voice uh, on a, what do you call it? Speakerphone. And she said that Boca would hear me and go and look at the couch to see if I was there. It was the cutest thing. And it was heartbreaking. Cause I was just like, I'm not there. I'm sorry, Boca. And also the dog was kind of saying you're a piece of shit. Wait, what? You're, you're a lazy piece of shit. It was yeah, like, she's, oh, go she's couch, smelling, couch. She's smelling the PlayStation controller. Like, is he, is he, yeah. is he here? He's looking at all the weed stores. Like, he's not, he's not here. Getting high. That's weird. Uh, I just want to read one comment from Steel Mold. It says, hey, guys, pigs are making a power play for a fascist regime. Farm life. Adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Here's a funny thing to happen. What's going on, Jared? In Farmville. No, <laughs> Farmville slash Animal Farm, Animal Farmville, <laughs> Animal Farmville, Animal Farmville. <laughs> yeah, like if you're like, oh yeah. no, what happened? That ah, my my pigs took over. <laughs> they they ousted me. I'm no longer the farmer. It's, that's so wonderful because it's like there are these games like Civilization where you you do things like you you know you research and you eventually grow a society from the Stone Age till to the space race. It'd be so great if you just did a Farmville, but at but like your progressions were how closely the, the animals were turning into capitalism. <laughs> I love that idea. So, Brett, thank you for asking. Nothing really notable since I've seen you guys last, but I wanted to tell you guys about a secret journey that I've been on for the past three and a half weeks, which Ooh. is that after Kirsten and I had our uh, anniversary, uh, we went to the musical, but then the next day we had a high day at the movies. I, I took like a, a pretty significant amount of weed edibles and I did not feel it as much as I thought that I should. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go on a self-imposed potency break, which is 21 days. And so oh, no. I, for 21 days, I was not getting high at all, guys. Whoa. Wow. Believe it. You've seen me. You've seen me multiple yeah. times, you know? Yeah. And you, you ever see me shake? No. No. That is no. no. Single move. a little bit of a bummer, but other <laughs> yeah. than that, you were super yeah. fine. <laughs> Seem a lot more with it. <laughs> well, jokes on you because my potency break ended on Sunday. <laughs> seemed, 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 seemed. Oh, in the past tense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think that I noticed any appreciable difference that I can tell from. Yeah, so that's great. How did it feel? How do you feel? How was the high after the twenty-one days? You know, I think my tolerance went down a little bit, but it was still, still a little too high in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The um, but yeah, the I, I one time when I was drinking still, I had to give up drinking for a medication for like a month. And the entire time I had friends who did not drink, who were like, oh, my God, you're going to feel so great. You're going to feel so much more energy. You're going to feel wonderful. It's so better for your health, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the entire time, the I, my entire my whole instinct was, you know, I really like to have a beer right now, <laughs> you know. And that was mm-hmm. kind of my feeling was I was not like, you know. Ah, craving like you know train spotting ripping the the doors off the hinges i was just like you know now would be a great night to get high i don't have anything else to do no i guess i won't you know it was it was not i wouldn't say that it was you know a positive experience in that light where i was like you know oh my god i can see so much clearer and i'm thinking you know blah blah blah. there were just like nights when i was like i like to get high and then i did because i because i didn't because i couldn't you know speaking of which uh lee and i started watching euphoria which we're enjoying Ooh, um, for and- there's drugs in that 
There are <laughs> quite a bit of drugs in that. And, and they, they do, they do so far, they're doing a very good job of, you know, as, as a former opiate addict, uh, they, they're doing a very good job of that mindset and, uh, mm-hmm. how you, you get into that and, and, uh, just the, the desire to shut things off for people whose brains are, are too active or overstimulated. Um, they definitely are, are nailing that. Um, but a lot of dicks in it. And almost every time that we see a dick, Lady goes, did you know in the first 10 minutes of an HBO? <laughs> <laughs> the show is so good and I recommend it for everyone. Even if you're like, I'm not going to like that. That's people wearing fashionable outfits. It's going to be boring. You're going to like it. That is not the stereotype that Rob, I thought. Rob, stop saying that, Rob. I'm so tired of it. <laughs> this is one of those shows with fashionable outfits. Oh, boo. Boo. <laughs> just watch Game of Thrones. No, I'm not going to. It's just a bunch of people wearing fashionable outfits, and I'm not going to watch it. So <laughs> I want to know what you think it is, though, Rob. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Okay. Oh, this is this, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Now you put me on the spot. I feel like should I give a joke answer? Or should I give an honest opinion of what I think it is? Well, I'll tell uh, you what I think it is. Oh, first. okay, cool. Okay, because I also have not. I've never seen an episode. I've only heard like you know the sounds that they use on TikTok to make videos off of them. Hmm. I believe it is the story of kids in high school beginning their experiment with drugs and having it go awry, and have and and ending in painful. Life destroying addictions. Yay! <laughs> um, I think I know too much about it uh, for me to actually answer. Or I don't. I don't. I, I think it's shot with some surreality aspects uh, to it to sort of heighten the emotional experiences of the characters. I think it's probably a mix of high school melodrama with some, you know, other real world drug induced, you know, situations to kind of give the. TV show a little bit of a grounded sensibilities, but probably at the end of the day, it still gives in to its more facile tendencies to just be like, hey, let's have fun with, you know, silly sex dramas and whatever. So mm-hmm. it probably scratches an itch that uh, younger uh, generations looking for. Uh, both still being able to hide behind the idea of it being high-minded while pushing Zendaya, who's a you know wonderful actress and she's probably carries the show to some degree, I'm sure. But anyway, that's just a, that's my. I actually thoughts. think that Zendaya is the least interesting part of the the show. Hey, absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's shot really well, and there's a lot of really cool cinematography and hey. uh, and editing and and story t- like storytelling techniques. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I appreciate it a lot for that. Um, I'm obviously less invested in a high school story, but uh, I'm still still enjoying it quite a bit. Rob, it made me laugh when you were like, it's it's grounded in reality because it made me think of a TV show that is not at all about current events, but in order to make it feel more grounded, they always have one character mentions something in the news. So you're just like, <laughs> it's so just like current, you know what I mean? So these kids are just like, Hey man, Ukraine, right? Anyways, want to do Molly later? <laughs> I was reading this book series called Red Rising, um, and it was it was a young YA, so there's some stuff where you're just like, ah, eh, but it was a really cool kind of different format for like a Hunger Games type thing, and uh, I was really really enjoying it. And then like in the third book, out of nowhere, uh, they brought on a character named Felicia and then killed her off so that one of the characters could go by Felicia. And I was like, why would you take me out of this space age? Wow. Like dystopian, why would you do that? Why? It ruined it for me. So weird. That is so strange. Ooh, speaking of sci-fi, I started watch, I started reading the three body problem, Rip. Ooh, oh. how are you liking it so far? I like it so far. I think I'm in like 70 pages so far, or something like that. Okay, yeah. It's a, it's very confusing for a while. Yeah, yeah. But I'm excited about it because you know, there's a lot of weird shit happening. And this is this is always the part of a sci-fi whatever where I'm like, what's the thing gonna be? What's the thing gonna be? There was this. uh, That's the right place to be at. There was this very popular self-published sci-fi series called Wool about this, about, you know, we've destroyed the earth and we have to live in these uh, silos that go like hundreds of feet down. And it's just like big old spiral staircases going down different levels, different levels. And at the very, like the very first thing that happens in the book is somebody goes outside and they die. 
so that everybody reading the book can be like, all right, well, we know the twist isn't that it's secretly nice outside, you know, like that's <laughs> okay. We can check that off the thing, that's you know, because awesome. otherwise you read the whole thing. You just be like, I bet it's fucking nice outside. And they're just being <laughs> that's funny. Like a conspiracy or something. I like to think that that's the last thing the, the editor and the author added to the book. I, think like, you know, I, mean, I was reading this whole thing thinking it was nice outside. I think you need to put <laughs> something in chapter night. one <laughs> that shows that it's not nice outside. Are you sure? I don't think people are going to read it that way i think yeah, everyone's but, gonna read think that but even then when that person died i was like i bet something else killed him i bet it was something else. <laughs> yeah. i bet there's a sniper out there but it's really nice outside I, my one of my favorite things to do is in a show or any kind of story or or, or media that i'm consuming is be is imagine that person who went that extra person who was like i think you need to throw that in <laughs> and like yeah. trying to figure out what that did like who yeah. what was that extra thing that the director was like what if you're holding a a, a cupcake you know <laughs> like and that that totally changes the scene like that that just feels like an extra note that made the thing work or or mm -hmm, it, it was mm -hmm. just a bad note you know i love trying to think about that stuff in like the it. new west side story i was able to tell that they showed an extra for way too long i was like i bet that guy was in the original cast and uh, i was 100 percent right call. good call Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that stuff. Yes, Brett, I'm 100 with you. I love that. I can't even turn that part of my brain off. Like more and more, I'm just like, what was that about? Like I'm, I'm always so curious about the backstory of a something. It's almost like a little puzzle. Like watching a movie or, or reading a book and seeing mm -hmm. a piece of information and being like, there's a reason why this is standing out and I got to figure out what it is. One example of that, maybe not the best example, but I remember when I first um, was learning, like listening to Eminem's Lose Yourself for a long time. And in the third verse, uh, when he says, you know, uh, I've been chewed up and spit out and booed off stage, like, but I kept rhyming and stepped right in the next cypher, best believe somebody's paying the Pied Piper, all the pain inside amplified by the fact that the I, fact that I can't get by my nine to five, five and I provide the right type of <laughs> life for my family because man, he's got to buy diapers. Diapers and it's no movie. When There's you guys no wrap together, it's completely out of sync and total nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's no movie. There's no Mackay Pfeiffer. And the movie was like inextricably linked to this song <laughs> and Mackay Pfeiffer's in the movie and I was like you just rhymed like seven things in the exact same thing I was like did Mackay Pfeiffer come at the end of that or did you know that you were gonna work in Mackay Pfeiffer at the beginning of it <laughs> or did it just happen to work out after six rhymes yes. you're like hey yes, Mackay <laughs> male or female black or white or Hispanic and anything any age your name, your name has to be in this rhyme scheme. MacGyver, <laughs> the giant cipher, something MacGyver. You know, God, if MacGyver was real, oh, he would just slide in here so, so well. I, I wish that Eminem was stuck on the rhyme, and he just can't get it. Then he gets a text from somebody who's like, "What about Mackay Pfeiffer for this role?" And he's like, "You genius." <laughs> 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 Up until that point, he didn't have the beat, but as soon as he saw that text, he was like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it all came together. Speaking of puzzles, I am playing, this is extremely nerdy, but I am playing a virtual escape room game called The Cube Paradox. Oh my is, God. Whoa. Wait, are, you, are you guys playing it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we started it uh, when we were on the, the airplane back from uh, uh, Albuquerque on oh our, our red eye. We were like, That's bananas. I was I was looking for games that you could play offline because so many games you have to have an internet connection. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, I was like, oh, let's get these. It's, it's like, they're, they're a ton. They're free. This is great. Yeah. So I, I'm sure you guys have probably experienced this already. But what I love about this game is that there are surrealist elements to it. So there are certain puzzles where you're like, oh, you need the screwdriver to unscrew the screw. But then there are other times where it's like, oh, I need to give the fish the cigar. You know? <laughs> and yeah. It's like, oh, I need to change the channel to three. And then when it does, like a hand pops out from behind the television and yeah. gives you an egg, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like when you don't get a puzzle like that for a long time, and then you, you know, you figure it out or you look it up on a walkthrough and you're like, oh, I was supposed to turn off the dead body. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will say to the game's credit, it does kind of give you hints for the surrealist yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. We played like the first two or three, I think. And then uh, then we had Call of Duty because we were back home. So 
<laughs> stop buying it. <laughs> no, he just threw that game in the fucking garbage. <laughs> I need this crap anymore. Yeah. Lee said, isn't that your phone? Isn't it on your phone? And I was like, nah, I got Call of Duty. <laughs> it is fun because the in Call of Duty, you're either... Um, Oh, I forget what the second faction is, but you're either NATO or the other faction. That's and nice. now, ah, uh, yes, Spetnaz. And now I'm like, ooh, NATO, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You ever watch those like really touching videos of um, boyfriends coming back from playing Call of Duty? Uh, <laughs> and, being re- and being reintroduced and to their And their girlfriends. dogs are just so happy. And they're like, tail their wagon like crazy. He's <laughs> been in there for like six hours. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it's actually crazy. a little bit like that in our apartment, except uh, when I stop playing Call of Duty, the cats are terrified of me <laughs> and wish I would keep playing. All right. Are we ready to get to business? Yeah. Uh, what's our order for today? Our order today is Brett Jarrett Rob. Brett uh, Jarrett Rob. Brett Jarrett Rob. Brett Jarrett Rob. Brett Jarrett Rob. The order today is Brett Jarrett Rob. All right. Here's one uh, that I, I did post online and it did do very well, but I was kind of like, oh man, I shouldn't have posted this because I, I think it would be a, a very good stand-up joke. Um, and it's, it's gotten a, a bit of circulation now. So I saw this sign that really made me laugh. It was two revolvers above a sign that said, in this house, we don't call 911. And it made me laugh because an intruder is not the only thing that you can call 911 for. Like there's a situation in this house, I imagine, where somebody's like, "Oh no, Grandma fell fell over. Call nine one one. We don't call nine one one in this house. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye, Grandma." <laughs> yeah, so that that just that that really tickled me, and I think it would be a fun fun premise to play around with. I love it. I I did see you post this, and the visual was like just choice. It was great. Maybe the little tchotchke element to this is important to to note because when I saw it, I was like in that little wherever you were in Texas, probably somewhere at a gift shop. And it's got this thing that you would buy and hang up or you would buy ironically because you got it from Texas or whatever. So like all that visual stuff just hit me so quickly. So when you, I was still primed for your punchline. I guess maybe the difficulty of doing stand-up would be just slightly more explanation of like what this type of thing is. One thing, detail that I wanted to add in that I forgot was that both of the ones in 911 were bullets. And I think <laughs> that, that paints the picture quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I think that like I would want one additional level of just the kinds of things that they sell at these places, which could also open the door for like other potential Mm. funny things, because I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been to these places, you know, in like Wyoming or whatever, and it's got a little bit of a local flavor to it. And that's what would probably prime me for the joke uh, more so than almost anything else as well. So there are a couple of different ways that you can deal with the emergency that happens that you would call 911 that's not intruders. And I like the implication that we have to put grandma down now that she broke her leg. But I think that there are other options that you can go for. For example, trying to use the gun to solve the problem. So it's like, mom's choking. And it's just like, all right, ma, open your mouth. Some (laughs) dislodge, whatever it is, you know, something like that. Oh no, uh, mom's <laughs> bleeding now. All right, get the uh, get the shotgun. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, this popped into my head. I don't know. It's like like you know, no, uh, you know, we don't call nine one one in this house. Like, but she's choking. We need to call nine one one. Fine, nine one one. I just like the idea that that if you're doing like a walkthrough of somebody's house that you have to like get an idea of the rules that they live by based on the little tchotchkes that they purchase. And you're just like, oh, like in this house, I'm supposed to live, laugh, love. And here they don't use guns and, you know, the Lord is their guide. Okay. It's just like you're kind of getting a sense of all the different things. It's wine o'clock somewhere. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. For some reason, there's something that tickles me about getting to know somebody through those things because actually i was just in my friend's house that was very much like that remember i sent you guys the video of uh, me playing with the dog yes so this was my my friend ty's like um uh, sister and and husband and they are politically different and so she has from each other or from you from uh, each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, from each other. So she's she's quite liberal. He's quite conservative. And they have a bunch of stuff around their house. And it's completely just flying in the face of each other. <laughs> it's really it's funny. Really funny. <laughs> so she's got all these like little liberal like, oh, yes. Yeah, you know, and the other guy's like, my other gun is my other gun. Or whatever. It's just like a lot. 
I imagine like, it's just like they have like a couch with so many knit pillows that they're just <laughs> piling up because they're having arguments through them. And they're just angrily crocheting at each other. Every time. <laughs> what about the emails? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't like, it look nice there on the couch? Oh, you don't look nicer though. It's classified documents to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> What else I, would you call 911 for? A fire? Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, I like that. Um, if someone got poisoned, fire, if they hurt themselves, for sure. Yeah, I like the fact that if it was like a robbery. But yeah, robbery is a gun people might naturally. Mm. Um, you know, I think I mentioned this problem last week. Like, the grandma thing was so funny to me. It was just such a perfect way to, like, <laughs> to, to deal with that problem. <laughs> uh, and the fact that you don't even mention what you're going to do with the gun. You're like, well, you're going to shoot grandma. Like, that's that's the that's the way you're going to yeah, do it. Yeah, it's funny. I... I I felt like it was obvious that that was mm-hmm. what I was saying, but based off of the comments, that like I would say eighty percent of those comments were making the joke that I thought was already implied. Like they were uh, all like, "Oh, I guess grandma's not going to be around for next Christmas," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> it is the joke." Cox gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can we not put <clears throat> one plus one equals two? Is do I need to say the equals two? <laughs> yeah, that's so. So, so annoying as a comedian. Yeah, but when, great for my engagement. So I <laughs> <know that's true. laughs> I'm going to leave out <laughs> more obvious things. Yeah. That, that, by the way, is how I've been engaging with uh, right wing trolls on my social media lately. As people say, oh, yeah, you think this about liberals? Or what about when Biden did blah, blah, blah? I would be like, thank you for posting your right wing lies to my page. All engagement helps. My videos get seen by the algorithm. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think I think the, the the strongest way to move forward with this joke would be coming up with more examples like that. I think um, if 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 you if someone went into labor, uh, Ooh, uh, that's good be, one. oh, that's very funny. Solid. Let me have that umbilical cord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of different guns being better for different scenarios, mm-hmm. um, because like with the umbilical cord, that tiny like you know you, you might you might need like a, a good shot. You might need like a sniper rifle for that. Yo, you need to uh, you need to use a silencer because the baby's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Steel Mold had a very funny thing. They said we have a three fifty seven defibrillator at home. Um, <laughs> And I, I do think calling a gun a defibrillator is very funny. Uh, you know, just like, uh, oh, no, somebody's having a heart attack. Don't worry. I got the defibrillator right here. <laughs> and I think that's all my ideas that we got. Yeah, that's one. great. That, that gives me some new avenues to explore. And uh, yeah, but I'm excited about I'm excited to try it on stage um, or this this kind of this person setting up these rules that they have to apply to uh, kind of. So it's funny to me if they're doing it kind of begrudgingly, like, oh, we don't call 911 in this house. Uh, shoot. <laughs> oh, I burned my hand on the stove. <laughs> <laughs> I love, too, the fact that, like, when you're a kid, you definitely have to be taught what 911 is and that you use it. And it's just really funny to me that, like, there's just a kid who's like, we don't call 911 in this house. <laughs> Maybe she's, like, learning it in, like, second grade. And they're like, not in my house, we don't. <laughs> Does anybody know what happens when when there's an emergency? What number we call? And this kid raises his gun. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing! <laughs> Can someone tell he me what happens after you call 911? Ooh, you become a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like the kid who raises his gun. Whenever that kid asks to go to the bathroom, the teacher never asks, is it an emergency? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll know. <laughs> teacher, can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> oh, it's an emergency. Go. <laughs> That was the obvious part, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to up our engagement. Uh, All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, If we're not pressed for time, I did have something I I meant to mention the catch up, which is just a thing I'm curious about. When you guys are seeing all of these kind of pro-Ukraine posts of like, oh, this, this, President Zelensky is like, he's a hero and uh, Mm -hmm. he's, you know, there's all this stuff that's kind of like, I don't know, it just seems... It all just seems like war propaganda to me. Is that reading to you guys? Or are you guys like, yes, go Ukraine, underdog. Let's, I hope they fight this fight. Because that's, I'm like seeing so much of it from like celebrities and, yeah. and just people that I wouldn't expect it from where I'm, I'm just like, whether Ukraine is the underdog or not, this all seems like USA war propaganda being successful and just mm-hmm. being promoted. And I'm just like, why are we so pro this 
why are we so pro-war? Why are we so invested in, it, it just, it, it's very bizarre to me. Ooh, I have a lot of thoughts about this, but. <sighs> um, too, unfortunately. Uh, well, oh, okay. I'll, I'll try to be as quick as possible. So I think that the idea is that we're not pro-war, is that <clears throat> Russia is invading Ukraine illegally and immorally, and they are killing civilians, and they're not sort of like responding to aggression or anything like that. I would say, though, that I think every, you should take everything that you hear, whether it's from Russia or Ukraine, with a massive grain of salt. So just because the propaganda that I'm, I'm, I'm getting agrees with my idea that we need to protect the Ukraine because they're being invaded illegally does not mean that I should be, you know, rah-rahing some potentially fictional fighter pilot who shot down 10 Russian planes or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that the facts about the global implications of a psychotic despot invading a another country for no other reason than his own power grab, I think the politics there are, are pretty clear, regardless of the information that's coming out of the Ukraine. It just feels to me similar to Osama bin Laden is and Saddam Hussein are the bad guys. And we have to go. We have to get involved in a conflict because it's the only option. And then looking back and being like, maybe we didn't need to go to war and kill a bunch of innocent people. Right now, it absolutely seems like we do need to, but it mm -hmm. also seems like a thing that in the future, we're gonna go, this was the same thing as the US has always done. It has gotten its huge industrial military complex on the side of we have to go to war because that's what we do. I will say there's a huge difference between what's going on in Ukraine and what was going on in the wars in the Middle East that we started. We are not sending troops over there. So, and it is not a war that we are starting. It is we are supporting a small country that is being invaded by a dictatorial regime. Yes, I think that <clears throat> everything that Jared said makes a lot of sense. I would tweak maybe the last thing because that's like future talk that we're not sure of. Brett's concerned about the potentiality of us sending troops over there. Yes. Sure, our yeah. current stance is that we're not sending troops. Our current stance in Vietnam for many years was that we were not sending troops, and it was just assistance. Then it was financial assistance, and it was financial mm -hmm. assistance and guns, and then it was troops, and then it's like, what are we doing? I totally agree with Brett that the praise of Zelensky is, is reached a fever pitch to the point where I'm almost expecting him to be me too in like two days. <laughs> like that's the level of, I'm just like, uh-oh, this guy fucking grabbed a, you know, a colonel at and some And then, point, we, for then sure. we start rooting for Russia. Like, yeah, yeah. get him, get Ukraine. <laughs> we hate this. Yeah. It feels like Cuomo. Yeah, exactly. The Cuomo, that, that was, was the better. Oh my God, I got a lot of issues with that too. Oh boy. <laughs> it was actually this great, um, piece that Charles Dickens wrote about America when he came over here to visit people. This is way back when. And he describes Americans like perfectly, like 150 years ago. It's, it's pretty cool. I'll share it maybe sometime. But um, <laughs> what a tease. Yeah, that was a real <laughs> It's a the real most tease. amazing quote about America. It's no, so it's, a, it's perfect and on point. And uh, I'll tell you guys later. <laughs> he speaks to our, our urge that, that we're not trustworthy of the people that we put in charge, but then we're also very like eager to, to build people up and deify them, only to then be like, I don't trust that guy and tear him down. So it's just a very interesting cycle that, that I think you kind of nailed. Rob is going to post that in our Facebook group, which is a secret Facebook group that we will happily give the link to. If you just email us, is this anything pod at gmail.com, and uh, we will give you a link to that secret Facebook group. Ooh, all right. I love it. Uh, yeah, what I wanted to say about Zelensky otherwise, because I actually, uh, I was very curious about this, and I was really, like, just loved the idea of him being a, you know, TV comedian, actor, turned politician, president, very intimately aware of the back and forth between him and Trump, and which led to Trump's impeachment, and then and then this moment, and just like a crazy three or four years that this guy has had. I will say that fighting a war, you fight it on all fronts, you fight it with guns, bullets, you fight it with cyber, you know, things, and you also fight with technology, but you also fight it in a propaganda. There's always a propaganda war. So I am not excusing, I'm just familiar with the fact that the propaganda war has always been a thing since the dawn of war. No one's going to be fighting completely fair in that sense. They want to put out, they want to show either strength or whatever. The Ukrainian story will be one of an underdog, will be one of ghost-like figures that are taking down these Russian things. You're, you're Luke Skywalkers compared to your your you know, Darth Vader's and such. As far as will we ever discover that every Ukrainian who's ever existed, including maybe Zelensky himself, is this like pure, is not this pure figure? Like, absolutely. That 
story is already beginning to unravel in certain ways. Maybe you saw some things about some Nigerian and South African nationals who are living in Ukraine, who are having trouble even getting out of Ukraine. They're having trouble at the Ukrainian Russian Poland border just because of, you know, racism towards, hey, like you're not Ukrainian, you're a black guy. Get out of here. We're not whatever. It's going to be a really tough time to kind of consider our hierarchy of what we find to be important. Currently, I would still put, you know, the despotism and the tyrannical government of of Russia invading a sovereign nation like Ukraine. Then I want to put one more layer on this. I hate this. So the the media right. itself. No, it's okay. But I'm really media, curious about this. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, it fascinates me too. And I've, I had really strong feelings. I actually wrote a couple of pages of my own feelings about this days ago. And it just concerned my knee-jerk reaction to see the evil behind what is going on in Ukraine. But even though I was a kid, it still took me years to appreciate the very evils of the U.S.'s own forays into imperialism. And, you know, how many years it took to finally look back at the war in Iraq and be like, that was fucked up, right? I mean, there was no good reason for for any of that. And it's not like I can even blame it on, well, that was years ago. I mean, there's plenty of things that have happened since then, since then, whether it's war, wars in other countries, civil wars in Africa, famines, diseases, our own, you know, incursions in the Middle East or Syrian refugees that just a few years ago, you know, a lot of people in this country, I don't have to label them, people in this country are very happy to see our president just cut off Syrian refugees and say, no more. Like, yeah, that's right. Fuck those Syrian refugees. Or look at people who are coming to our southern borders, not seeing them as refugees, not seeing them as people who are also fleeing for their lives. But within a few short moments on TV, looking at these Ukrainians and being like, oh my God, this is horrible. You know, mm-hmm. these people need help. I'm like, it's the same people, the same people that you were very happy stripping their children from them at our southern border or the same people that you are happy to deny entry into this country. I think there are some people in this country who have finally understood for the first time what a refugee actually is. Would be my would be my contention there because mm-hmm. they go, oh, not me, refugee. <laughs> <laughs> right, I look yeah. at all those people, Syrians, Ukrainians, and I go, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> not in my backyard. Me. Uh, and then I'll. This is my last point. I swear to God, I'm sorry. This this is actually what I didn't want to catch up on. I was like, I don't sorry. Know about <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine because I I, I want to say I'm things. Very enjoying. I'm very much enjoying the your, your thought process though. I've sent some clips to you guys this before. Uh, this show, independent media called uh, Breaking Points. She just did a piece breaking this down even further and making the really subtle and interesting point about some of these things are about race, yes, and some of those racial tendencies we do have, of course, but do not be blinded by the fact that it's those racial tendencies that we do have that our media will also prey on because uh, whether it's white, black, or otherwise, there are certain narratives that the U.S. government itself and U.S. media just is literally in favor of. And there's just some other narratives that they're just not in favor of. So it is not your fault that all of your little emotional triggers are being pinged here to, let's say, be in favor of the Ukrainian movement, but be against the Palestinian movement. And it's no coincidence that the current narrative is that Russia is bad and that we should be supporting a, a, a country that is against Russia. But the idea that we are holistically against them, fine. And you and you can be, and I think personally you even should be. But do not ignore the other news stories that are just simply not covered or covered in such a negative light. We are just like, well, that that protest is illegitimate. Those people are horrible. She did a great job of just breaking down the, Afghani- the Afghanistan people. It was just like, hey, when we were killing them, when we were at war with them, terrible. I mean, I mean, I mean, they were terrible and it didn't matter. But there was a brief period of time when we were leaving Afghanistan and now all of a sudden it's like, what about those Afghan women? I mean, what's going to happen to those girls? What about that Afghan soccer team? For a couple of months there. And now that we're just starving their country with our own sanctions, all those deaths are just, again, mitigated because it's like, well, you know, let's not talk about that mm-hmm. for the moment. So anyway, it's just, it, it was a great piece. I did not even do it justice. This is a Breaking Points, Crystal's little section, which I was like, oh, God. It was almost hard to watch because of how... Mm-hmm. On point it was. Whew, so sorry. Oh boy, Rob, you look three pounds lighter, <laughs> <laughs> and you look awake now. Yeah, I am super awake. <laughs> anyway, just like suddenly, woo. Okay, yeah, let's get into this, guys. Uh, well, thank you, know, you for Rob, answering my question and more. Sorry, go ahead, Jared. No, Rob, it's just it's it's. Uh, I don't think we've ever talked about politics, and I've agreed with everything you've said so much. Oh, great. You know, it's it. just like I'm so there with with you on every one of those things, and you actually brought up a really good point about. How, yes, we might be seeing propaganda from the Ukraine, but 
it's probably because we finally wised up to Russian misinformation. And mm. yes, propaganda is not a good thing, but sometimes you have to fight fire with fire, you know? And so, or a gun. <laughs> or a gun. <laughs> in this house, we don't call In this propaganda. house, we don't use propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put one more thing on the pile, the fact that we actually have a coalition of people who are all doing sanctions as opposed to having to string together places like Micronesia to justify invasion. And I lost Brett. I don't know why he sat, he sat through <laughs> he all your bullshit, all Rob. The, all the- <laughs> Great bit, Brett. Hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for letting me uh, know where you guys are at. I, I was really curious to hear your thoughts. And next up, we got Jerry Bernstein. Oh, yeah, Jerry Bernstein. Okay, so I brought to you guys previously a bit about how there are some passwords that I don't really care about where I'll get like a notification that's like, you know, your Netflix password has been compromised. And I'm like, I'm not really concerned with what, you know, a hacker is going to put on my queue. You know, <laughs> it's like your Pinterest has been hacked. It is like, I don't really, what do they can do? Put a Pinterest in terror, put a pin in terrorism. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> and I had another idea of that because I noticed that no matter what app I use, always there's always a little pop-up screen that's like, would you allow notifications? And I'm like, I mean, I can understand how you'd want that for certain apps, but like, some of them, I'm just like, I don't think IMDB, the app, needs to be push notifications. Like, I'm just having lunch with a friend of mine, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, boom, Matt Dillon was in The Outsiders. <laughs> like, all right, I wasn't talking about that or anything, but, you know. That premise doesn't need to be, I mean, it could be attached to the other one, but it's a completely separate premise, very relatable. Just that all apps don't need notifications to sum mm-hmm. that up like easily. I love that. So yeah, I, I would say that it doesn't, the, the other one doesn't need to be attached to it at all. I mean, I like them together because I feel like they're similar vibes, you know? Like I feel like when we were on the road last time, Brett, you had all these jokes in a row that were either about like your food opinions or like just like mm. specific opinions that you had. And I and I like that thing about standup. You know, I like crafting your set that right. kind of like things sort of like uh, related ideas kind of blend together and then ideas can kind of like lift off to the next bit, you know, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah. Any thoughts for this other than, uh, than a yeah. blanket praise, which I will accept. I, I do love it as well. <laughs> um, Thank you. Next up, Rob Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if you're down for it, because I, I love runners. I always suggest runners to you mm-hmm. where you could periodically throughout your set, pick out your phone and then just mm-hmm. offer other IMDb fun facts <laughs> if you, as if you're being pinged during your set. Oh, Tom Waits uh, was in Dracula. Yeah, how about that? Uh, all right. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just little old updates. Or it could be other apps where you're like, oh, half off lumber at Home Depot. All right. So, in case you guys Even that I see has more urgency, though. Than, than, than the IMDb thing. Yeah, sure, sure, like sure. what's another app that is, that's useless, that, that notifications are useless on? You know, I'm going to look uh, at my phone now for this exact purpose. Yeah, I know. I'm going to look at my phone now, too. It's hard because if it's anything in the gaming milieu, like mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. actually does make some sense to be like, hey, I haven't played this game in a while. I'll mm-hmm, play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have like a translation app, you know, ah, and the translation okay. app is literally only useful while you're using it. Mm-hmm. So just to get a notification, you know, that's like the end means good. That actually means well. Mm-hmm. Okay, fuck you, Rob. Man. All right, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it feels it really a, feels like IMDb is is the example. I have an app called Simple Scanner that allows you to take pictures and make them look like they've been scanned of documents. I don't know. That kind of tickles me to be like, hey. Got any documents? <laughs> I can scan documents. It's an old, Still. The only notification. Just, I, can scan documents. I can scan documents. Have you scanned it can, lately? It gives you notifications of how much a scanner cost. <laughs> 200 bucks. Forget that. Just use me. I scan documents. I scan documents. The Grim Retails wrote, Pornhub app, you haven't jerked off to this in a while. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. I like that a lot. Nice. That's right. Well done. All right. Well, if that's it for this bit, then we can move on. Yeah. Sorry we didn't have more, but no, that's fine. you write a perfect joke. You know, <laughs> that's what that means. Always. <laughs> Seems like my turns are always really short. <laughs> Rob, you're missing I, some great mugging over here, buddy. Is <laughs> Gus sending I, you memes? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Stop I wasn't it. getting, I didn't get Grim Retail's thing and I was looking mm-hmm. at the app and I was very confused. All right. Well, next up we got Rob Ryan, but before we do that, a deep dive into what's going on in Ukraine. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have the best Patreon on the block, patreon.com slash ITA pod. A lot of great, awesome, exclusive content that you can access for just a dollar a month. Episodes like the high riding challenges, story time. We just did a role playing game called Kids on Bikes that was super fun. Uh, we also have all the live shows on there. Excellent tiers at higher levels. Patreon.com slash ITA pod. And next up, oh, we got uh, right. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, let's do this bit. Uh, there is a complaint sometimes that when women are in positions of power, like if they're the boss, that they don't, when women act just assertive and, you know, as a boss, that they're seen as like bitchy. But when men are bosses, they're just, they're just respected as the boss. And I've heard this enough times and I just really am trying to rack my brain. I'm like, I've never liked my boss. Bosses suck. I, I've had a lot of male bosses. Never I've been like, I respect that guy. I think that guy, I've worked at this Olive Garden for about five years, but that guy, he's got it going on. Uh, I think I can, like, I know when a boss is a dick. Like, I don't think I've ever been confused the fact that he's a male and me be like, yeah, he's a dick, but God, is he, 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 he gets things done. I'm like, no, that guy's a dick. <laughs> I, I don't like him. He's an, we don't like our bosses. There, there's a movie called Horrible Bosses, and we all, uh, you know. And they kill their bosses. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're horrible. Anyway, it, it's just the kernel of the idea. I, I, don't, I don't buy the premise that I respect my male bosses. So many bosses are dicks and assholes or lazy or incompetent or blah, 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 that kind of thing. So I, I think it's super funny. I do have uh, a little bit of a problem with the premise, sure, which is that it's not you. Nobody mm -hmm. is concerned with the way that the employees feel. And I mean that on every level. Like, <laughs> here's what the employees... Yeah. What the issue is, is the way that it's uh, portrayed in the media, number one, and number two, the way that promotions happen. Where if, you know, they're worried about the people that are above looking down. And mm -hmm. the people that are above looking down are seeing the same shitty behavior from a guy and a girl and saying, it's great when the guy does it and it's shitty when the woman does it. I would push back in that I just read an article recently which rethought made this thing, this thought, which was like that the employees respond to their like, oh, but the employees don't like it when the women do this. It's like women can't win because when they're a boss and they try to act like this, they are seen as this when they try to act like that. And it was all from the employee's perspective, which was what this study was getting at. So I don't know. I, I'm actually, I actually don't think I agree with your pushback because it seems like the thing I'm arguing is that they say, no, 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 women bosses are disliked and male bosses mm -hmm. are respected. And I'm like, never true. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've hated every boss I've ever had type of thing. Mm -hmm. And of course I am doing some smoke and mirrors, you know, that's not generally true, but mm -hmm. uh, anyway, that, that, that's the pushback there. I'm not, I'm not taking your criticism out of, contention completely i I, I, I i'm totally cool with everything you just said i didn't mean to apply that there wasn't that kind of like implicit by it from the employees as well but i'm thinking about you know like a female politician being aggressive oh, yeah. and, and the media being like she seems kind of bossy she seems like really frumpy you know yeah i i, I don't think i can avoid that that's certainly true mm. can you take the approach of like i just hate them all i'll call them whatever I'll call a you know a fifty year old man a bitch. <laughs> bitch you know, I I don't like bosses. That's very funny. I like that. If you could flip it on your head and uh, you know, if you can make it yeah. not uh, an effeminate person and then start calling them the effeminate names, you know, similar to what Brett is saying, instead of just saying I'm going to call him a bitch, like maybe the exact same things you would that that have been said to female bosses, like I don't know, why doesn't he just smile more? Right. <laughs> Rob, I think in this joke, you're going to get some women who might say, well, yeah, you have hated all of your bosses regardless of their gender, but that's because you're not misogynist. I don't know if that matters at all. But. Yeah, um, this that's good. Coming from a woman, that's good advice. And I think that... <laughs> <laughs> it's the best advice the, the kind that comes from women you're right about that it's so weird that the, the the needle i'm trying to thread here of just mm. being like i just want i want i've never seen bosses in general just being like put in this like really fun nice light especially especially with a middle management boss which is like almost notoriously just like who is the biggest bootlicker that we can control we're gonna put that person in charge i'm gonna say you know if any woman lady has that complaint uh don't worry i am a misogynist <laughs> uh, 
I just feel like the the qualities that get you the boss role are those unlikable qualities in mm-hmm. general. Not because that's what makes the best boss, but rather because that's what I think, Jared, to your point, what the upper upper people think is what's going to make the best boss mm. type mm-hmm. of thing. So when they see those qualities, they're like, oh, yeah, this person. Ooh, yeah. what if you did like you're trying to be woke about hating your boss? So like when the when the guy boss schedules you on the wrong shift, you're like that fucking piece of shit. But when the woman boss schedules you for the wrong shit, you're just like, ah, she is just she's such a good representation for <laughs> women achieving powerful positions. <laughs> just wish that she had scheduled me for the right day, and I'm glad that she's in the position to do so. Just to reiterate, Rob, your premise is that you just bosses suck, so it doesn't matter what way you're describing them. Yeah. I, I, if I were to get, I think when I originally had the idea, which was a while ago, it was, I was more offended by the fact that people think that I can't tell when my boss is being a dick, like as if I'm just like, so I'm, I'm almost stupefied and charmed by the fact that this male boss is being an asshole. And I'm just like, yeah, that's oh. he's assertive. And then the, the woman's being an asshole. And I'm like, wow, that's really bossy. What a, what a bitch. I'm like, I've never liked my bosses. I, I can, when my boss is being a dick. I'm never just like, oh, well, you know, tough but fair. Like, you know, that's, that's what a guy's, guy's got to do. <laughs> can, can you give me an example of a boss that, like, specifically to you, did something really dick? Most of my examples or experiences have come in the form of just being incompetent and then not accept, not being willing to accept that inco- incompetence and, like, putting the blame on other people uh, as a result of that. And you're just like, I know what you did wrong. And da, da, da. that's where most of my examples come from. As now that, to that to me gets into a pretty funny territory where you're, you're like, I'm never, I had a boss that one time, you know, he put chicken grease all over the keyboard <laughs> because he was new and he acted like we, we, it was our fault. I wasn't like, wow, that guy is really, he's a leader. <laughs> Yeah, that is really funny. I like that. The person is like clearly wrong about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I see the dick through them pants and I'm like, I can't stay mad at you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Getting too in the weeds here. I don't know what's funny about this. I don't. Maybe this is nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! It it finally happened. (laughs) (laughs) This is nothing. This is nothing. We should all have balloons in our houses. And somebody, and, but like in the dark night, no, we can't trigger our own balloons. You know, <laughs> only, an, only another person can trigger someone else's balloons. Deep cut Berenstein today. Thank you. I love it. I love it. <laughs> An obscure movie called the dark night. <laughs> well, that specific plot device. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it on my own joke. Uh, I'll think this through more if there's okay. some other stuff. But uh, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Sorry we couldn't right. no, write right. your joke for you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Brett's being a really assertive leader, and I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I want to check in with some highlighted comments. Check uh, in with quick. the highlighted comments. That's what um, Brett is a doing. Justin and Lewis watched The Shining before I read the book, and the furries really confused me. Ooh, I have not read the book, and so I'm confused by that comment. <laughs> oh, the furries in the movie. Do you guys remember? There's a shot where no, there's a I shot where um, Shelley Duvall's character is running around, and she's finally seeing all the ghosts and shit. She's completely fucking losing her mind, and there's like blood coming out of the elevator, and she's like, ha, ha, ha. and then she turns a corner, and there's just uh, a dude in like a like a monkey mask, just like blowing somebody, and he just oh, looks what? up, and you just see the monkey mask person. She's like. Ha, <laughs> Ooh, I can solve this. This is one of those things I like to figure out what happened. They had oh. an extra mask. Uh, the, the extra didn't, nobody wanted to feel it volunteer to be the guy blowing. So they were like, well, let's, do we have anything in props that we can put over his head? And they had a monkey mask. He was like, it's Stanley Cooper. Cause like, fine, do that. That looks weird. I like it. That's great. <laughs> People have written books and, and entire documentaries about that movie, The Shining. And Brett's like, nah, I got it. I can figure it out. <laughs> Just give me a That's second. I'm right. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then we were caught up on highlighted chats. Uh, so, uh, Lidi, are you uh, ready to present some drawings for us? I am indeed. Jared Singerin. Well, then I guess it's time for us to look at Lidi's iPad. She's gonna show us the things she drew and we're gonna love them even if they're bad. Woo! Melodically, I give it a four. But my rhyme scheme, right? okay. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. First up, I have 
<laughs> that kind of cat's totally fine. <laughs> this is definitely not Brett and Nice Cat because that is the fuck out. Is uh, that is Smush getting a uh, a belly yeah. rub, right? Yes, indeed. Yep. <laughs> then I have the hot butt. Yeah. <laughs> then I've got Jarrett. Is that you? <laughs> I don't know exactly what Luca looks like. Oh, Boca did not look like that, but Boca, that, I love you. that dog. It's a great cute dog. I like it. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> then I have. I think my water just broke. <laughs> and last I forgot but what that really. joke was for a second. Oh. <laughs> last but not least. More guns. Clear. Electricity. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Like you rubbing the guns together. That was hilarious. <laughs> Lady Corbin, where can they find you? You can find me on all of the socials. <laughs> my name, Lady Corbin. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, thanks for chiming in on the chats. Join our secret Facebook group. Uh, email is this anything pod at gmail.com. Thanks, Rob, Jarrett, for joining us. Thanks, Leedy. And next week we have guest Jay Black. So tune in for that yeah. uh, Tuesday at noon. Hooray. Um, Outro goes here. Thanks so much for watching. Check back every Monday for new episodes, or you can listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. If you want to help support the show, tell your friends how much you like Is This Anything. Or get involved. Like an episode. Share. Comment. Subscribe. If you want more Is This Anything, you got to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash ITAPod. We have a ton of awesome exclusive content on there, and you can join for as little as a dollar a month. Check out the links in the description and hopefully we'll see you next week.